Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans and this podcast comes to you in association with Ladbrooks. For deals and stuff, go to bet.westhampodcast.com. Joining me this week, uh, he's back again, it's Jim Grant. Jim, how have you been lately? Uh, well, I, I, I think you should go to bet.westhampodcast.com. Uh, podcast.com uh, that's what I said to, to get deals from Ladbrokes because we've Jim, teamed up with Ladbrokes I said that yeah but I'm supposed to say that I said that Jim. but I'm supposed to say that have you have your memories You're been depriving right, me of my you, my, right. my key raison d'etre key role my, raison yes, d'etre yeah if you could put it right, that way I see right if you okay. fancied it okay so what, if you had to say something now what would you say would it be would it be to for deals and offers go to bet.westhampodcast.com would you say that yes I would say that because this Podcast comes into in, in, association, in association with, with Labrooks. With, with Labrooks, yes. Great. Okay. That's exactly well, I'm glad we cleared that up, Jim. Thank you. We went a long way around the block to achieve that, didn't we? We well, went around the houses well, to basically achieve that. Why must you? Why must you undermine me, Jim? Every every step of the way. Well, it's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yes, no, you're right. You're right. Also joining me this week, it's uh, it's stop hammer time favorite is Gary Killington is with us. Evening. Gary, you went to the WHUISA meeting on Saturday morning. Indeed, and it was and, fabulous. And your, uh, we'll hear Gary's report later. So don't interrupt him, Jim, while he's doing, while he's doing it. <laughs> I wasn't don't, going to. Right. Well, now that I've put the idea in your mind to interrupt him I constantly interrupt for, him. with announcements yeah. about lab books, yeah. don't do that. Okay. okay. Right. Also joining us, it's possibly London's leading legal brain. I think, is that a, is that a good... Is that a good <laughs> Introduction. Is I that a, certainly wouldn't disagree with that. Excellent, excellent. It is, of course, Simon Pentel is with us again, and uh, we haven't done one of these for about three weeks. So there's uh, there's one game of football to talk about. Oh, but what a game! What a game it was! Mm. What a game it was! Uh, we played 
at the weekend. Uh, we played Southampton Wanderers at the weekend. And uh, very, very pleasing, wasn't it? Uh, it was extremely We should get straight into pleasing. it. Let's, talk about, let's talk about it now. We should. Um, um, we were not optimistic, were we, going into that? No, there was a lot was of... There, I mean, from Benji Lanyardo uh, texted me that, that morning saying, I've got a bad feeling about this game. Uh, and uh, there was a little bit of that about... We did a straw poll, didn't we, in the, in the pub before the game, or the True Rib, as, yes. we, as we go to yes. now. And we, I think we had five positives and three negatives from the... Oh, well, that's not so, so that's not better than I bad. thought. We yeah. predicted as a group a win. I was one of the negatives. Yes, I've a small group of us started meeting at the True Rib. We, yeah. This was our sec- my second time at this, Jim. Tim, was that your second yeah. time? Uh, second time, I think. Yeah. Uh, the Rib Man, uh, some of his emissaries are there, rather yes, than it's, rather it's than sort of himself. satellite. Yes, satellite organisation. And I... Now, there's a super hot sauce that you can have the on holy this. Fuck the sauce. holy fuck sauce, it's yes. called. And I, um, I bumped into Ben Ben Hall, former editor of Four Four Two Magazine, and frequent guest on this podcast. Yes. And uh, while speaking to him, I inhaled some of it into my lungs. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do. Some of the the, the fuck yeah. off chili, whatever that sauce is called. <laughs> I managed to breathe some of it into my lungs. And um, when something doesn't belong in a part of the human body. <laughs> That it ends up in uh, chaos follows. Chaos ultimately follows. I I went into some kind of anaphylactic shock and <laughs> collapsed on the ground because I had inhaled possibly the hottest chili sauce known to man into my lungs rather than my stomach. Well, that will teach you for being um, so posh and, and, and smug to go somewhere like that on a Saturday where some of us um, sufficed with a bit of pie and mash outside entrance H um, uh-huh. at, at the London Stadium. And I've got to tell you, for all those people who long for the days of, of, of the Barking Road, it ain't half bad. Not too bad. And uh-huh. there was no fuck-off sauce. No. Um, there was a fuck-off there was a, f- a, bit of liquor. A, a bit of liquor, if you pardon the expression, and um, the only fucking off, thankfully, that was done was the Southampton defence because they were so bleeding awful. Yes, um, it was actually a comfortable win, I think, and I just hope we don't get too carried away because. Um, as great as it was that we actually were 3-0 up at half time, and I can't remember the last time we were 3-0 up at half time no. in any game, even playing against the Dagenham Girl Pipers, as Dudley Moore would have said. Yes. Um, for those who know who Dudley Moore is, or was. Um, Dagenham Lad. He indeed was. Dagenham and and um, it has to be tempered by the fact that Southampton really they were, were shit. Really they were wank. Poor. Yeah. They to, were use, to use technical terminology, yes. they were the, shit. The last time, by the way, was Fulham in 2012, apparently. Yes. That was well, well, we six years ago, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was... Uh, what, at half-time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a front three of uh, Ricardo Vazte, Carlton Cole, and Kevin Nolan actually working as a front three. It was that game, three. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working... We really turned Allardyce's theoretical 4-3-3 that only reverts to 4-5 one when the other team's got the ball which never happened actually did happen in that game yeah, yeah, they did. genuinely played as a uh, it was the game, game when Martin Yol got sacked I think at the end of it because Fulham were in dire straits after that yes I think to be yeah. fair any manager should be sacked yes. after being 3-0 down at half um, time I take your point Simon about Southampton being, being they poor were they, they certainly yeah. didn't really turn up and they you know if you'd have been a Southampton fan you'd have been very disappointed yeah. with that performance but You've still got to, you know, they still need, they needed beating. And uh, for the first time in quite a while, we actually dominated a team in midfield. And that, for me, yeah. was the major yes. Well, it difference. was, and, and I agree with you. But I think that um, looking at it terribly uh, analytically, 
there were, and, and I know that this is a favourite and a hot topic of yours, Phil, um, some of the injuries that were forced upon us actually made it easier because I, I'm convinced that Jao Mario and um, Lanzini cannot play in the same team. That's and the fact that Lanzini was injured actually enabled Mario t- t- to play closer to what we believe his potential. And the fact, and I'm a huge fan, actually, of, of, of Mikel Antonio, but I think the fact that he was, unfortunately, taken off after about 10 minutes and will miss the remainder of the season, mm. uh, allowed, with um, Fernandez coming on, a much better balance. Of course, the famous Spitman was back on the left-hand yes. side. But we had yeah. a much better balance in midfield through nothing that um, David Moyes achieved tactically, but purely because that it was forced upon him. And I think that it made room for players to uh, actually uh, divert... Yes, in a funny yeah. way. To do what we need. In a funny way, he, some of his best performances are when um, there are the, 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 the restrictions caused by injuries. It was funny that we almost felt that when he had everyone back we weren't quite as good. When he came in, yeah. uh, I think at the time he took the reins, Lanzini was out. Uh, and uh, it, there were various things. Um, yeah, no, that it, it was... Uh, it, uh, yeah, Joanne Mario had a fantastic game. That's because he always reverts to squad seniority. So when he has got everybody available, he picks the ones who are the most senior. And I think what happened Saturday, you're right, it was a kind of a default selection, but Masuaku being out on the left, that stretched mm. the team and created some space for yeah. the midfielders. And Noble and Chiati, Chiati when he's in, a, in an attacking position. Well, yeah. brilliant. I've yeah. got to say, that, that, that was, you know, in, given that three-week space and the fact that something had to change after three such woeful, results one change that I sort of floated given that he had so little options to in terms of changing the team was possibly drop Kiyati and put so you know some mm. another person in to protect the back four but the real Kiyati turned up yeah, yes. yeah. that was the, yeah, that had been the sort of problem absolutely. all season I mean we yeah. you know in 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 the in the obverse of the way that the teams that are playing brilliantly in the Premiership this season have one or two players that are playing, are already good, but are playing better than they normally play. Yeah. David Silva, yeah. Uh, Mane at Liverpool. Obviously, Solari is amazing at Liverpool. But, but there are players playing better than they normally play. Yeah. Uh, we have got players playing worse. Antonio, you just don't know whether he's worth picking. Kiyate, same thing. Don't know whether he's worth picking. Yeah. But the real Kiyate turned up at the weekend. Well, Maybe was, he had more space. It was yeah. the galloping Kiyate from two it years ago. Yeah, and the first goal... Was, was testament to that. We actually closed the ball, Nobes won the ball, and we actually well, uh, looked yeah, like um, all the teams we play against. Yes, that's right. It was on Ma- the break, it was we Maria. It was Maria, actually, um, closed, closed down. When we scored oh, no, that goal, yeah, I yeah. bellowed at Jim after I'd screamed enthusiasm <laughs> and went, that's what they do to us. That's, that's exactly what people it. do yeah. to yeah. us. You know, yes. we pressed, Mario pressed, Chiati joined him. Yeah, the it. ball went Absolutely. free to Noble, yeah. who then... Kiyati and, and that's what you want to see with Kiyati doing is you know you know stretching yes. away yeah. from because he's fast but well, you know he's fast when you know he's got yeah. long legs. Um, you could add to that little list that, that uh, we were in terms of sort of players out injured or whatever. You could add uh, Rice to that because I suspect if he were fit, it might well have been the case that Collins would have yeah. would have started that game and Rice looked. 
think you looked right. like an old head, I, I an old say, head on your on your I, shoulders. I, you know, I mean, you, he he yeah. really looks. The you learn from me. experience not to get carried away from these things because all football pundits, not that I call myself one, but anyone who has any idea about being a pundit in football likes to predict great players of the future. So, with a reservation born out of experience, I actually have to say I think that I think that Declan Rice is really looking the real deal. I and, agree. Yeah. And um, the only loser is probably the England team. But other than that, because I, I think this kid can be, dare I say that name, the next John Terry. It's not my view, actually. I think it was one of, I think it was either Frank Lampard or Joe, Joe yeah. Cole in the media. I, I think you're right. He was completely he really dominant. He looks the part. He's, yeah. he's learning so fast. He's had, a, he's, he's had, in some sense, it's quite a difficult season, in and out of the side. He had a horror show at Newcastle where he gave yep. the ball away in front of the defence. But you learn from that. Mm. And he's resilient. He's clearly resilient. And confident, and he was so pumped at the end, wasn't he? Yeah. When we won, I mean, well, he he's was got he's absolutely... got great positional sense, That's and right. I, I have to yes. say that um, I think that in what's been a, a shocking season, frankly, um, the one player who I believe actually has, has done himself no harm at all has, has been Ogbonna, and I think alongside yeah. Ogbonna, yeah. it's the, it's probably the best partnership. In a in our defence, whether we play three at the back or four at the back, and of course we can't play four at the back because we don't have two proper fullbacks. Zaba, no, who has got a great engine and great commitment, turns slower than one of Ken Livingstone's old bendy buses. <laughs> um, so that's a disaster, and he can only play um, on the right side of a five. Yeah, he can't play as as a genuine right back. So we haven't don't have a proper right back, and even if Byron were fit, he's not good enough in my opinion. On the left hand side. Um, uh, however sad it is, we've lost our left back, um, who used to be there for, through injury pre-season two seasons ago. And yeah, he's not the same yes, player. No. No, he's not. So we're forced to play a three, but within that three, and I actually think even if it were a four, I think that Declan Rice, alongside Old Bonnet, is probably the best partnership. I think yes. Reedy, I'm sorry to say, I think has had it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think this is the way to say, forward. Isn't he? Because he's probably yeah. still only well. Uh, there'll almost certainly be a centre. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we could perhaps talk about this a bit later. But you know, the, 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 uh, you can add to the long shopping list for the summer. I think we need a centre. We do need yeah. a centre. Well, mm. unfortunately mm. for us, um, if we stay up, and it's obviously a, a huge if at the moment because um, we've got a horrific um, run of games. Mm. I think, and. Um, it is absolutely imperative that we win at home both against Stoke and Everton um, to take us to 39, but that's another story. But assuming we do stay up, in truth, we need wholesale changes. It's no... I think the idea that we all had at the beginning of the season that we actually have not a bad squad and that this is going wrong or that's going wrong or it's a bit toxic here or a bit toxic there has actually not been proved to be true. What we don't have are good enough core of players and we probably need to bring in six or seven quality players we need in my opinion a proper goalkeeper we need a right back we need a left back we need somebody else at the center of the defense we certainly all know that we need a big player in the center of the midfield and we need a genuine proper old-fashioned center forward who plays 38 games of premier league season and can actually score a goal yeah and we need to strip that strip out some of these players who are frankly wasting our time i mean yeah. andy carroll he's got I agree to go with you. antonio i think he's he's what, what is yeah, it's worrying, isn't it? I mean, yeah. his uh, his uh, his legs now seem to pretty much have a separate agent and be their own entity. They are just letting him down now. Yeah. You know, 
there's surely not one muscle in either of his legs that hasn't had some kind of strain or pull at some point. It just he, feels he seemed like... to do it just kicking the ball. Well, yes, he did. That's on, right. on, yeah, yeah. On um, I mean, you could yeah. see it was bad because, of course, he pulled his jersey over his face. He was that I feel upset. sorry for him. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm a great fan, actually, of Mikel Antonio. Yes, yeah, and I think in his first season, he was truly sensational. And whatever happens in his future at West Ham... Um, the, the moment in, in our last year at, at Upton Park, when after about 30 seconds, he absolutely terrorised the life out of Eric Lamella in the game against Spurs. So yeah. that Lamella thought, this is not a pitch that I want to be on, not if this huge lump <laughs> yeah, is yeah. going to slaughter me just to get a throw in. Yeah. Um, it was pure physical prowess that won the mm. day. And he's got that. But I think the, the problem that you mention runs deeper. Um, and is is actually emblematic of, of the way that our club is run. And it's shockingly. We, um, as a club, decided that the best person that we could bring on board for um, player fitness was Gary Lewin, a man who presided over a team with more soft tissue injuries over the last five years than any other team in the yep. league. And we bring him to West Ham. Mm-hmm. And what do we have? We have a clutch of players, probably eight to ten, who will not play, have not played for huge amounts of the season through yeah. soft tissue injuries. These are not injuries occasioned by a hard tackle, by a leg break. And in this day and age, it's frankly shocking. And you have to ask, why is it that... Mikel Antonio is deemed to be fit and pulls up after 10 minutes from taking a shot. Why is it that Andy Carroll repeatedly pulls up? Why yeah. is it that players who sprint suddenly pull up as if they've been shot by a sniper? A- Andy mm. Carroll goes back beyond the Gary Lewin time, though, doesn't he? Does he? He's indeed. been injured for years. But, I mean, what we need to take emotion out of it, I think. I, I love Antonio. I really, yeah, I really I agree do. With you. And well, it, I mean, you know, he could be kept in the, yeah. in the setup. You yeah, know, he's probably on a long contract. S- a small so. squad we're allowed these yeah. days. And it's mm. got to be a small squad. You do use your squad, right? Yeah. So you need, you know, injuries come around so often that you need, you need a squad. So we need to, I think you're right, we need wholesale changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It needs to be significant investment in the summer. Um, the going back to the game. I mean, yes. actually, actually, I mean, I, I've got to say, uh, Juan Mario. In in a sense, that is the sort of player that uh, is at the level. Yeah. He's a Portuguese yeah, a international. Player, he's he's yeah. of Premier League status. You know, when he first the yeah. first time I saw him was Palace, and he really just came out and knew what he was doing, and was you know was able to. Um, you know, influence the game as well as play well in it. You know, he, had, he had clearly had a footballing brain, and and he was uh, excellent. I he thought, delivers a good ball, doesn't he? Yeah, but, uh, oh, you know, dead balls as well. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. generally throughout the game, the quality of the balls in was 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 much improved. Much and having Masuaku there makes makes a both huge, of those crosses were fantastic. Masuaku was, was amazing. Was amazing. You know, yeah. that could have only been in one yeah. place. Well, yeah. it, it, that was a fantastic goal and that goal actually really did get me up off, off my seat because oh, the pass great. was a peach mm-hmm. and fairness to Arnautovic, the finish was sublime. But going back to Jar Mario, I, I'm sorry to dampen everyone's spirit, but I'm yet to be convinced and I think that Saturday was the perfect game for him. He wasn't pressured, he no, wasn't bullied no. and... We had plenty yep. of possession. And in a different environment, I'm not so sure that he's going to be able to deliver. And I don't want to make this a Portuguese discussion, but I think he's no Hugo Porfirio. Hmm. 
Um, I think he's got a long way to go for that. And I'm just tempering the yeah. enthusiasm yeah. because I, I, I don't like the idea of one swallow making a summer. You, you know, I, I had him on Saturday. Saturday. I had him before Saturday and he played well Saturday. You know, getting away from that. I had him down as a little bit of a bottler. I had him as, as a person who didn't get stuck right. in, who avoided tackles. Mm. But on Saturday, he got stuck in. Yeah. So there was that, that side oh of his game. I, I, I mean, I think, like that. I think with these guys, there's got to be... You know, because also the way we played on Saturday, and again, you know, it's completely true. We weren't pressured much on the ball, but mm. um, Noble, you know, there were times last season when, when Noble's got two or three other good players around, it makes him look good. You yeah. know, when he doesn't have to do his 360 to decide where to give the ball because there's no movement either side or nothing in front of him. Yeah. Uh, he was joining in some, you know, Kiyoti was on the run when the ball kind of came out to him for the first so he knew who to give it to and he mm. gave it to a man who was running towards yeah. the other team's goal I mean goal. it does um, help as we've said playing against a, a non-existent yeah. opposition midfield and it wasn't you know that we, we took the foot off the gas after half time but also Hughes moved Tadic inside didn't he moved yeah. him mm-hmm. centrally and made a massive Hughes difference did, yeah. for them and he's in that space where we have no one in front of our no. in front of our back three or back four and uh, you know no, that, so that was, was exposed yeah. again they created a few openings t- yeah, to be honest did. didn't they I mean nothing but um, you know but but it, certainly in an attacking sense uh you you suddenly had what felt like some ball players that could find each other, and you know, mm. uh, Arnautovic is brilliant with that. His movement is brilliant. Well, his body positioning is sensational, yeah. and it's it's actually wonderful to watch when yep. he comes to the ball. He moves his body. He blocks off whoever's marking yeah. him to make that person simply be unable to get around to get the ball. His body movement is brilliant, so that it makes his control much easier because yeah. he naturally moves his body yeah. in the right yeah, yeah. place. Absolutely, and it's an object lesson, I think, for everyone else in a class blue shirt yeah. to say that's actually how you do it yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know because he's big and strong he, you know he takes he, he'll pick up the ball quite closely attended by a large central defender but the central defender just can't get past his shoulder yeah. you know he's, he's, he's strong enough so he comes yeah. away with the ball gets that couple of yards you know there were other players that achieved that through different means Joe Cole always came up with the ball and there'd be like two massive blokes around but it's because he was just Trixie and he had the ball under under complete control. Yeah, it also made a difference having a, a bit of youthful energy in midfield in the shape of Fernandez. I thought. I thought had it was a great game. Best it's the best yeah. game. I think it's the yeah. best game other yeah. than the Chelsea game in the in the League Cup yeah. season yeah. La- last season. I think that was his undoubtedly his best. He put game a foot in. in he that. broke play yes. up. He got. He, you know, he's, he he's decent in possession. He did everything know, that I thought he right. didn't do yeah. last season. I, I thought he. I, I, I. What really disappointed me about both him and Fletcher, and I've said this a few times, was you didn't. get Get any let off the leashness about them. I mean, these guys yeah. are getting their chance to play in the top flight in the Premier League. Both of those guys sort of kept their head down, did their job, and you're like going, "Come on, man! If yeah. you're yeah. if you're eight, if you're 18 and you're not doing it, you're not going to be doing it when you're 23." Saturday, it felt like he kind of went, "Hey, this is my chance," and he yeah. just I have stuck. I, I, in. I agree with everything, but I think there was a sense on Saturday. There's certainly a sense within the crowd, and I think it was the same with the players. Everyone knew we absolutely had to win. Yeah. I mean, and thank God um, we did. But we actually won a game that we had to win. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, there's no two ways about it. We yep. couldn't do anything other than that win that game, and we no. delivered. But I think there was a sense from watching the players, um, whether it had anything to do with what happened three weeks ago against Burnley, and I'm sure it did. I think everyone who ran out knew we can't afford to, 
to let yeah, these people yeah. down again. Maybe it was fear, and maybe the one good thing that perhaps came out of behaviour that I would never condone um, in the Burnley game was that some of them might have thought, you know what, I really better do my part because I don't want someone jumping over the, over the wall here because I might actually get mm-hmm. lamped. Yeah. Um, so I'm not playing necessarily f- for the enjoyment of, of these people. I'm actually playing for my own safety. Yeah, yeah, now, that's yeah. a really sick way of looking at it. And I say I'm not, I'm not condoning any of that. Yeah. But I think it, they, the players actually presented as if they knew how important it was mm-hmm. and they had to win and thankfully they there, did. There's been a long gap between the last game and this one, though. They've been away for the warm weather training in Miami. They've played at Dagenham and Redbridge where we picked up yeah. another injury mm-hmm. you know I, I, I think they've had long enough to think about I don't think they were playing out of fear in any way I don't think there's any fear towards them and the, and the crowd uh, at the same time Southampton just played into our hands I mean it was mm-hmm. beautiful it was lovely of Mark Hughes to give us a team who didn't take a shot for 60 minutes that's right no it was right? crazy wasn't it yeah. yeah yeah well I mean you know he, I suppose he was thinking that he set up four four two. the first half thought that was a positive mm. positive thing um, but it, you know as I say for once it gave us the extra man in midfield yep. and and we took advantage of that you know, Gab, and we Gab, sort of landed with Antonio's unfortunate injury we kind of happened upon a, a yes, nicely like balanced a, formation well, with Fernandes yeah. giving giving good protection to Zabaleta and, and you know and it has to be said yeah. that, that Charlie Austin and um, Gabby Dini didn't, didn't no, get no, a no. kick did they he's very slow isn't he yeah uh, very slow um, more after this message Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes welcome back um yes so we won that game uh and uh it was you know l- luckily we were offered up a kind of sacrificial lamb in the form of southampton who may well go down they mm. just they didn't look like all that did they um uh but it is a kind of a tough run in um and uh let's hope it felt like you know again to, you know on the positive side it felt that team spirit sort of came a lot into into that first half performance, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, whether whether or not it was kind of, you know, each individual player felt, I can't hide in this game, I've got to sort of do my best. They they found each other, and there's some very tidy build-up play and very, you know, nice. Yeah, it was great having Masaraku back. He seemed to want to run with the ball. Well, it's been costly, that, that spit, yes. hasn't it? It's been yes. really, really costly. Yeah. I, I think we've, we've missed him. He was settling in. He was one of... Along with sort of Og Bonner, he was one of you know absolutely Moyes' nailed on nailed on starters, wasn't he? And and one of my yeah. only bits of I think accurate punditry was the second he came on in 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 the first ever game he played for us. I went, he's like a midfielder. That well, that's right. Our midfielder. Yeah. That was yeah. at, that was at yeah. Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he started that guy, he started yeah. that game at Stamford Bridge because of course Kreza was injured. Yeah. Um, and. Um, he didn't. I agree with you. He looked anything other than a full back. Yeah. Because I don't, be- and I still believe it now. Because I don't actually think he can make a tackle. He, he can't no, defend. No. No, no, he's no. He's got no. I mean, no. he showed that. And, and the, that and um, another yeah. another guy had a disastrous game <clears throat> up at New. Well, West Brom, yeah. but also at Newcastle yeah. yep. this season. He was terrible. He was. Mm-hmm. Can't defend. Um, but he. But he. Yeah. In the same game, he was like you know, um, just killing 
20 yard passes stone dead without looking at his feet oh, he's running got, with yeah. the ball yeah. his range of passing with his kind of no back lift style where yeah. he's like and, and every pass is like he's hitting it with a pitching wedge that was it's a like, great pass for Arnautovic's goal oh, he looks a, up he looked goal. it up yeah. it, it was one of the it was uh, absolutely fantastic Arnautovic didn't even have to break stride no, 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 no but um, that took some finishing yeah, yeah, yeah. and side of the foot and yeah, you know right in the corner Fantastic. Yeah, really nice. Really Although, nice. having said that, I would like to see us. I would like to see us play with Arnautovic playing behind a proper forward, I because I, I'm I'm the first to admit he's a, a fabulous player, but I don't actually think he's a genuine number nine. It would be frightening. And, yeah. and I think that the first goal he scored on Saturday, our second goal, the truth of the matter is, a proper centre forward would have buried that header, and it was fortunate that it came straight back to him, yeah. and he could. And he had a chance that he should have scored before, before that. that I mean, well. about two minutes before yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think that's true. I, I, um, I, I agree. I mean, perhaps we should talk about the shopping list at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, um, let's uh, do I, it. I Today. think obviously goalkeeper. Yep, big time. Yeah, um, we'll have Stokes one. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, obviously goalkeeper. Obviously, I think a centre. Uh, we do need a centre half. Tompkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Back. Um, I think the it's it's the holding the holding defensive midfielder is the is the big thing that you know we've failed now in mm. two transfer windows with Carvalho and then Dendonka to to get that the one I. I mean, probably wouldn't, you know, probably get sort of slightly out of our league. Now, the one I've always liked is Nzonzi. Mm. Though you've been saying it for a long time, and he has all this time being increasing in age. Well, I suppose, yeah, I don't know how old he is now. But I watched him, I did uh, watch the Seville-Barcelona game in uh, in midweek, and um, Seville were 2-0 up with with a minute to go, Mm. and he was magnificent. In yeah, that, I, I'm always game. wary of players of, of that type playing in La Liga because however technical it might be, it really is powder puff in comparison it's, it's, it's to but what happened great for 38 games a season in the Premier League. Yeah, well, he's League. done it. He's yeah, done right. it. Well, he has, League. but it was a few years ago now. Okay. And, and I've got to say, I, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you, Jim, about the player. I, I think that the chances of us landing Steven Enzonzi are between remote and no chance whatsoever. Mm. Mm. I think we should go back and get Carvalho. Has he, has he appreciated? Has his price gone up? Well, I, I mean, if he's got better, that's good. You know, we, I mean, the, you know, players in the kind of 30s of millions are probably the, yeah. the area we've but got to start getting into. It is, but you don't yeah. get that much anymore for that amount of money. And I think there no. are two... We can all talk about, and I, I, it's me that set this ball running because I think we need wholesale change and we, massive rebuilding. But in order that we can do that, we are going to have to get rid. Hmm. And the question mark for me in all of this is where does Lanzini fit in? Because I have to say personally, if the rumours are true, and they only are rumours, that Liverpool are going to dangle something like 60 or 70 million pounds, I personally would drive him all yeah. the way to Merseyside. Uh, uh, I agree with Pick you. up the yeah. money and use it to buy two quality players. And the other cloud is this. We have all agreed on numerous occasions in the past, up until about three months ago, we all believed that Mark Noble's future at West Ham was dead and buried. Mm. But the problem is that Mark Noble, I still think, comes out as the heartbeat of the team. And how do you replace... 
the heartbeat. He's, mm. He's, mm. he's lost his pace, if he ever had any. He's, he can't properly tackle. He's got a lot of limitations in his game. But what, it, what he does have is that desire above everything else to somehow do whatever's got to be done because he believes in it because oh, yeah. for obvious reason he's like us he's a fan and i don't know how you replace that no i i mean i think he's i think he's done pretty well this season he's done I mean, well. and, and yes. um once once you get him in a three and and get him further up the pitch and you're not relying on those kind of last ditch challenges and so on i think with a decent holding midfielder you would and some legs and energy alongside him yeah then uh, and, and, and I think you the, see the best of him. That is the problem. I, I think he, Noble, always does well when he's playing in a good team. As soon as he's playing with some you know, players who are, aren't on it or some inferior yeah. players, he tries to do everything. He does. And he ends up making himself look foolish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you know, this is, it's the same with Kiyati. Kiyati's, you know, had a sort of pretty poor season and, 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 and you literally don't know whether he's going to be an asset to your side. I mean, sometimes... He does do something like, you know, um, one of those 4-1 defeats, possibly the Liverpool one. He did a little run and put the ball out to Antonio, who scored. But if you think about what he'd done in the rest of the game, it was sort of not much. Lampard was like that sort of lazy late Lampard for us was like the thing was he would score. And so you'd go, you've got to pick him. But actually, when you were looking at the rest of the game. But there was no one pushing him for a place. And that's that's one of the problems with Kiyati. There's no competition for his place. He has to play. There's nobody, there's no alternative. Especially now Obiang's him. And that's the problem we have. Within our squad, I, I agree with what you said earlier about, you know, we're only allowed a 25-man squad. But in truth, what good sides do, they have, within that 25, they have two players for every position. Yeah. 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 And we simply don't. Yeah. And a number of players in our squad over the past three, four or five years have can be passengers because they know... Come what may, they're going to get selected. Yeah, yeah. And that's a very bad place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, but yeah. I agree with you about Noble. I mean, I, Noble is, I think, has been consistently by a lot of fans underrated as a footballer. Yes. I mean, his little slipped ball for, for that chance for Arnautovic on Saturday mm, was yeah. beautiful. It was. His, uh, the reverse pass, which which should have led to the winning goal against Arsenal. Yes. Which, when uh, and Hernandez hit the, the ball. Bar. I mean, he yeah. can unpick defences. Yeah. He's got great vision, I think. Yes. Mm. Um, and a good range of passing. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, he's not a holding good. midfielder. That's the I point. mean, that's the thing about good players, isn't it? It's the blend. They can't, you know, one one player does not, you know, solve all your problems. You no. know, like uh, um, Paye was really good in that last season at the Bolin, but actually he brought people up to his level with him, and those players were capable of matching that level. So, mm. so suddenly, Cresswell, who who can pass. Noble who can pass and Lanzini who can pass are playing with this guy who, you know, they know that if they have yep. to, you know, uh, recycle it back to him, it'll just come out. And, 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 but there's yeah. a reason for that. And is that when you have one player and, and I've, I've said this before, so forgive me, but it's, I thought that season um, with Payet, um, of whom I'm a huge fan, um, was, was everyone a, applauded Slavin and he got huge plaudits for what he did that season. But to a large extent, Slavin did with Payet what Harry Redknapp did with Paolo Di Canio and with what John Lyle did with Trevor Brooking. And Mm. the tactic was simply this. 
all of you mugs in the claret and blue shirt, get the big white spherical object yeah, yeah. and give it to Trevor, yeah. give it to Paolo, or give it to Pyatt. And that's pretty yeah, much yeah. what we did because players of huge quality and ability will always provide you an out ball, even yeah. if they are marked by two, three, or four others. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and I think you're right, and I think Arnautovic bit, could be that player yes, for yes, us. Yes, but I think you're right. He doesn't. Yeah. He wants to be playing a little bit deeper, a little bit in the space, mm. receiving ball, a variety of balls to yep. feet, whatever. Not always just chasing into. He's done very well chasing the ball he into has, channels, yeah. actually, which yeah. demonstrates but, what a good player he is. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think you know right. you need you need balance. You're right about two players in every position for a long, long while now. We've only ever really been able to attack down one side, and it's predominantly mm. the left hand side. And we haven't really carried a threat down the right-hand side for a long time now. No. Um, uh, Jenkinson was probably right, our, right. Yeah, our, our yeah, most threatening yeah. right-sided Well, with Jenkins, that, that part of that season with Jenkinson and Antonio mm-hmm. um, was, yeah. in, in some games, it really, uh, they were, to use the term, burgeoning attacks. I mean, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It took me back to, to the days, although it was on the left-hand side, but of, of Frank Lampard overlapping Trevor Brooking. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at that old footage yeah. now, and I know their kids don't even know what I'm talking about, but if they actually watch it, that is the definition of buccaneering football. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Billy Bonds, you know, overlapping on the right-hand side, you, you know, to, to Alan Devonshire. It's just fantastic. Yeah. But you need to have a full-back and a forward player who can work in conjunction. Yeah, yeah. And that was the only time we've really had it when I think for a short period, because Jenkinson's a great, a great attacking fullback, couldn't defend no, no. Toffee. But um, alongside An- Antonio, it really clicked. Or Victor course, Moses that season. Yes, yeah, and no. on the other side, of course, with Pyatt, almost be, could have been with A and other, but it happened to be with Creswell. In form Creswell, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. fantastic balance. Creswell at his best, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, Before that, yeah. blooming injury. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, so, before the game on Saturday, uh, Gary, you went to the uh, WHUISA. We'll call uh, them WISA. WISA. So keep, WISA. Keep it nice and short. We've had some of those guys. Uh, we had um, Paul... Yes, we've had sort of... Most Turner. of the sort of committee, Turner. haven't we? We've had the chairman and the vice chairman and... and, 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 and what's George's role in there? Is he a secretary or something? George Mann. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. He's involved, isn't he? Yeah, very he? much yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, right de- he was the... down the front involved with, yeah. with, with yeah. Mark Walker. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, myself, Jackie Hughes and Chris Jackie Miles, Hughes. we went along Chris for, um, it was a, a discussion around a protest. So, right. you know, WESA as a group, it's a, it's, a, it's a good group. You pay a pound to join. I'm only a member. I'm not representing the group in what I say. No. But it was a, it was, um, a very, very productive meeting. Um, very promising, actually. We had a lot mm. of strong characters in there, a lot of very open and frank opinions about what was good and what was not. Mm-hmm. But the, really, we went to the meeting to discuss, should we protest? Yes or no? If yes, why? And how are we going to do it? And so um, after a lot of discussion and a lot of backwards and forwards, it was dis- it, you know, we decided, yes, we need to protest. We need to protest, but why are we going to protest? Why are we going to protest? We need a clear message of, of why. And that clear message is um, we're, we're going to protest because we are not happy with the board. We're not happy with the board because they've not delivered upon their promises. Their primary promises were a world-class team in a world-class stadium, or in my language, a good team with <laughs> some spending <clears throat> in a, a stadium that's fit for football, which I don't think we've got yet, irrespective of what you think. So... Um, on that basis, we decided to hold a, a vote of whether, you know, we, we, we found the, the, the board fit for purpose. And uh, it was 
a unanimous vote of no confidence in the board. And then we decided, okay, what we're going to do on that basis, we're going to decide um, what's the next step. Are we going to have a protest? We decided a protest is probably a little bit out of fashion these days. When you bear in mind what, what, what went, what's gone on in the last several mm. months and several weeks with failed protests and everything else, we decided, well, it's the sort of thing that gets a lot of attention, but what's the point? You know, is there, is there a goal in that? Surely we're in this for the long haul. This is not a protest just to say we're unhappy with the ball. This is a campaign an extended campaign probably that could take months or years to get to the point where the board deliver upon their promises. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, how they deliver upon those promises is not our problem. You know, how they fix the stadium is not our problem. Now, whether, and I know we discussed this 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 earlier, the best solution would probably be to take ownership of the ground and, and, and knock it down and build a new one that's fit for football. Or another option would be to take ownership of the ground, get rid of the athletics track, track dig down and restructure the thing. Mm. But, that, but let's not get into that. Let's not get into the how. The board got us here. They got us into this situation. Now the board needs to fix that problem. And they also need to fix the problem of investment into the team. So until they do, the campaign's going to run. And that's what was decided. I, can I just say, and, yeah. and I think it's all very noble, and I, I don't want to sound mm. like a patronising <laughs> lawyer, but I'm going to, only for this reason that I agree with everything, and I, I must say, and, and anyone who knows me, and, I, and, and, and Phil and Jim have heard me say it before, there is no bigger critic of the Dildo Brothers mm. and the Baroness than I am. I make it absolutely clear. But I was critical from the very get-go. When, yeah. they, when they got their grubby hands on our club, for me, it was a very, very sad day. Mm. And I'm, I'm just surprised that Anyone is surprised that we are in the mess we are in. Just look at the history um, that created this. These are guys who made a dog's dinner of Birmingham. I don't want, I'm not trying it to is. compare Birmingham City to West Ham United yep. because it's, just, it's like comparing, it's like comparing a, a tomato to an apple tree. Mm. Um, but the fact is they made a dog's dinner of that. They came to our club... Um, on the cheap, good luck to them. They're businessmen or opportunists or whatever else you want to call them. Um, the first thing they made clear was they were going to get rid of Gianfranco Zola and they made a, a phenomenally appalling appointment. How anyone in a position of power at a football club could appoint Avram Grant would, would, would send anyone mm. else off into some form of, of, of a padded cell to be locked up forever and a day. <laughs> and then gets us up relegated, the gets us relegated, and then seeks to get us out of that mess by appointing the most un-West Ham manager that's mm. ever been appointed probably in my lifetime. Um, and then takes us to a stadium that is neither world-class nor fit for purpose, and I don't actually think terribly exactly. fit for athletics, let alone football, with a club or a team selection they know not what to do with hmm. because the man who is out there scouting, the man who is doing the, doing the negotiation, the man who is sourcing players and making those contracts knows about as much about football as I know how to run a porn empire. And this is the fundamental problem. Mm. So all of this is a given. But the biggest issue is this. How is anyone going to change it for this reason and this reason only? These guys, David Gold and David Sullivan, are hugely thick-skinned. You do not oh. run a billion-pound porn empire unless you are incredibly thick-skinned. You don't care who says what, who thinks what, who throws bottles of piss at you or yeah. coins. You really, These guys aren't going to roll over and do what anything anybody says yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And number two, 
They have got so much wealth independently that they don't need a buyer. They will hold on to it because for them, it is, in my opinion, they can call themselves West Ham fans. We are all massive West Ham fans. Mm. And it doesn't matter to me that David um, Gold grew up in, in, in Green Street. Mm. I grew up in Poplar. It doesn't make his right any greater than mine or mine greater than his. But the simple truth is that for them, it's a vanity project. Yes. And they will hold on to our club through thick and thin. And I don't know how we can dislodge it unless this and this is where i think the only thing and no one's going to agree to it is that there comes a saturday or a sunday or a monday night when we're at home when fifty-four thousand people stand outside the stadium and say here we are these are the tv cameras let them yeah. focus and on fifty-four thousand simon outside simon that's an important point that you make because we were talking about we don't want an isolated protest. We want a campaign of events over a series of years. And there were lots of good ideas in there. You know, disruption, basic mm. disruption, disrupt the sponsors, disrupt their other business interests. We were talking about Karen Brady and the fact that this is just a, a bit of a, it's not even a main job to her, is it? She's 800K no, a year for jobs. 20 hours a week yeah. or something like and that. And a million pound bonus. Yeah. Exactly. So, so when you look at all this, we don't want to be predictable. If you plan a big protest and get, you know, police... Uh, approval and everything else they can see that coming the way we're going to do it is going to be very different now we're starting small and we know it's a big thing and we know it's going to take probably you know many years and a lot of effort and a lot of innovation to kind of make it uncomfortable for them and you know it might take a long time it might be a juventus you know where it took them 13 years to get back from a 69,000 seater athletic stadium to something which is built for football if it takes that long it takes that long but we've but, got to start somewhere yeah but sometimes you know events overtaken and i'm not in any way denigrating i'm i'm, mm. I'm hugely um i hugely admire everything you're trying to do and i, I go back was it 20 years ago remember there was a tottenham pressure group mm. called we want our tottenham back i think that was the chart mm -hmm. and that was what they were yeah. called because they weren't happy with alan sugar um for good fortune for them, Alan Sugar decided he had enough of Tottenham. That was the only reason he got out. Yeah. And from where I'm sitting at the moment, and I'm sorry I'm going to upset every West Ham fan on the earth, I look <laughs> so enviously six miles north of Stratford to a super sensational, fantastic 60,000-seater yeah. football mm -hmm. stadium, which is world-class, and I yeah. can't believe I have to say it, but with world-class players inside it, running around with white shirts, but, with it, a cock it, on the exactly front but I mean, that, it's, it's the latter part, it's, and it's still in a crap place. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, uh, with not good transport links, I and agree. so on yeah. and so forth. You know, which is always the argument why we couldn't redevelop Upton Park, which I never accepted, as, as you all I know. But um, uh, I think the, the point you've made is the, is the absolutely key point. The, 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 you know, if 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 it the big failure is that we have now two years into this uh, into this move and project uh, with a conspicuously worse team than yeah, the team yeah, we yeah. finished yeah. the bowling season with mm. and that is really on the basis of everything they said that's the big problem that's the mm. unacceptable thing and they must they must know that and and it, it it's a catalogue of incompetence that has, it that is. has led it is. It is. to yes. this point and it, and it and it and it's their fault that we are we yeah. are there and, and the, but the, my point is that what if they if they were to put that right yeah 
if they were, and I think that's a massive if, um, uh, I think I think oh. all this protest is going to forget about yeah. the stadium. Yeah. The yeah. stadium yeah. is is something that everyone's just going to have to suck up. The time to protest against the stadium was five years ago. It, 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 no, you're I, just going to have to I, suck I, it I, up. I disagree, I Jim. I disagree. You know that that is a stadium that's not fit for football. It is not fit but for football. It's and we need cost to keep pushing that hundreds and hundreds of that millions. Jim, that's their problem. That is the board. Well, well, they're not going to they're not going to do that. It's not. Unfortunately, it's our problem as fans. It's not their problem. It's our problem. It's all very well saying it's theirs. And what they have done, and I don't think they actually had the foresight, Mm. but what they have done by selling our, if you want to say, selling our bungalow, no no criticism of bungalows, and moving into a six-bedroom rented house that everyone regards as ugly is that in terms of what we would all want in an ideal world, which is a new ownership, they have made it almost impossible to sell because nobody in their right mind is going to buy a football club in the Premier League that doesn't own its single biggest asset, the stadium. And so they have fortified their position and made themselves almost impregnable. And it's all very well when David Gold comes out and says, well, if there's some Saudi oil billionaire or some gas and oil magnate somewhere... That's all nonsense, and that's just kicking the can down the road. No one is ever going to buy a club unless they can firstly do a deal on the stadium and that remains the most thorny issue because you'd want to advise somebody buy the state do a deal with the lldc or e20 or wherever it is but okay they sell it to you Mm. but the first thing as a new buyer you do is say right i'm going to be on the phone to the fa can we have wembley please for two years because i'm going to invest another shitload of money to knock down this monstrosity and turn it into a sixty thousand seat of football stadium with all the advantages that Stratford, I think, brings to the team, yeah. which is huge. I totally agree. Um, you hit upon a point earlier, and you mentioned it, is vanity. It's a vanity project. Mm. They are vain, yeah. and they don't like to be embarrassed. You know the fuss that got made around the you know, the real West Ham, but let's not mention names, not. when they had their march, and you know there were lots of um, last-minute emergency meetings behind the scenes because they did not want that, that march to be in the press. Well, no. I'm not surprising. Would you, with, with half the ICF, albeit now with beer guts and, and being in their 50s, yeah. walking down the bloody street? No, a- thanks. Absolutely not. But that's where a good, shrewd, targeted campaign, you know, which, which is designed to be painful around the board and the board's interests, could be interesting. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this in several years' time. Uh, we should probably wrap things up now, fellas. Chelsea, uh, we should talk quickly. Let's about talk very quickly, quickly about the Chelsea game at the weekend. I mean, do we have to? You know, the, it was the, all going so nice. I know, I know. Let's keep the positive spirit from this game. We did, you know, I, I felt that that on Saturday we did, even though it was very, very poor pop, uh, opposition, we did play our play our way into that three. Uh, nil win with kind of uh, a bit of team spirit and a, a yeah. good sort of solid sort of team performance um, I'm, I hope that they've taken kind of confidence from that uh, from that performance well we've done and quite well against some of the bigger teams at times yeah yeah well you know, Liverpool at home, apart yeah, but yeah. Um, can we do the double know, could we do the double against say, Chelsea and yeah, be relegated as you say it's yeah. a bit of a it's a bit of a free hit this you're absolutely right that the Stoke game is vital yeah. and we must that's a mu- another must win game I just, yeah. but I think that and another point and well, that's yeah. probably can I just enough say, can I just say I this just, yeah. just remember this 
um, if you believe in these things. But when we got relegated in 2002-2003, we did the double over Chelsea. We did. We did. Three-two at Stamford Bridge. And one-nil at home. One-nil yeah. at home at Canio. Yeah. Uh, Canio's sort of probably second best goal. The Mamma Mia goal. Was the Mamma Mia goal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just extraordinary. On the run to adjust the ball with a bit of ball juggling while you're running along was one of those kind of extraordinary things I'd seen. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are, you know, the, 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 this sort of this year's Chelsea team is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, just sort of Conte basically going into a sulk from before the season started well, yeah. and spending the entire yeah. season but in that, a sulk. That, I don't just, know if you saw the, their game against uh, Spurs at the weekend, but they were utterly in control of that game. And then a wonder goal just before half time, and, and they, they, fell they fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're fragile, I think, at the moment. And as you said, it's like a, you know, the earlier games you, you, you described as a, a, free, as hit. a free hit. Yeah, and that's it, right. it is that, well, isn't it? There's I mean, nothing you know, to lose. We're not expecting anything. Go Moyes in and have a, a right old go at them. You know, Moyes is... Yeah. Yeah. a real arrival uh, at West Ham really because the first few games he was sort of just seeing what was up were the Chelsea and Arsenal home games and we got four unexpected points uh, out of two games and I mean you know it's at the bridge it's, uh, it's this it's that who knows predictions 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. Simon I'm sorry to say I think we're going to get turned over 3-0 3-0 1-0 West Ham. 1-0 West Ham. Oh, excellent. excellent. Chelsea, 1. West Ham United, 4. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. And, and, Get- uh, and we're going to bring Cotty and McAvenny in, plus Dev, just to make sure it happens. Absolutely. That's the only way that's going to happen. But uh, Georgie Paris rampaging down the Rampaging left. down the left. On a very muddy pitch. Oh, no, no, no. McAvenny's... Uh, his uh, the cross to, that Cotty puts in the long ball that Cotty puts in or is that against Spurs? No, I think it's the other way around. Ah, no, it's the other way around. Right, right, right. Cotty right. sort of shanks one, and, yeah. and yes, McAvenny that's right. Yes, smacks it in. That yes, it's that way round. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Yes, great game that was. Playing all in white, of course. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the surrender shirts, as they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me have been Gary Killington. Thank you. Jim Grant. Cheerio. Simon Pentel. It's been a pleasure. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others. And when budgeting for software software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. 
But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.